0: You're listening to Trot the Eggin, hosted by John Hetherington, working with Witness Rugby Union Football Club, sponsored by Boydells. This week's rugby story is that of a young man who is a credit to himself, family and Wakefield Trinity Wildcats. He plays well above his weight and has grasped an opportunity that presented itself when he thought it may never happen. A story every young kid should be made aware of and an exemplary example of a pro. I wish the young man nothing but the best. Ladies and gents, Mr James Batchelor. Hiya, oh yeah, mate. So, how's lockdown been for you and the family?
1: Yeah, it's not been too bad, um, considering And when you look at what's happened with other people. I mean, I moved out and moved into my first house, my girlfriend, about a month or so before. So, uh, we had a lot of stuff to do there and then we got a puppy in the first week. And I sort of run into do every day and the club gave us some weight. So, it wasn't too
0: bad, I don't say.
1: I think I coped quite well.
0: Yeah, plus you had a lot going on, mate, obviously, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, before we get stuck into your rugby story, mate, where was home and who lived with you as a kid? Home, uh,
1: um, Osset, uh, just outside of Wakefield, just off Junction 40 M 1. Uh, yeah. Lived there, mum, dad, uh, brother and sister. Right,
0: so how was that at home? Was it competitive? Did you?
1: Uh,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: it, it, it was really competitive. Everything,
0: Yeah. everything... Um, were a
1: competition that we wanted to win even my dad he's competitive as well he used to take me and my brother down to the park to do some kicking of at rugby sticks and and he'd be like right let's win for your competition and he always had to win that as well so yeah so, but yeah, your dad was the banker
0: playing. on Monopoly though wasn't he <laughs> yeah 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 nothing won that too many times <laughs> right so has rugby always been the sport of choice for you or he always flexible with the sport as kids uh, I think
1: Initially, it'd probably been football that was the first one that we started playing because yeah. everyone sort of around, everyone sort of everywhere plays football, don't they, in England? Um, yeah. And then Our granddad used to take us to the to the rugby. Started to take us down to watch Wakefield, and then we started by going to sort of the summer camps that they did in the holidays. Oh going yeah. Going to a few of them, and then he went about two thousand six that um someone that we met there was playing up at Criggleston so then we ended up tagging along and going up there and that's when we actually started playing
0: rugby properly. Alright mate, so I'll just venturing back a little bit, who did you support? want to be? Um,
1: the first couple of games I went to were actually Luton Town games because that's who my dad sports because he's from down there. Right. But, um, I was an Huddersfield fan. Uh, I've seen a Ticket with them for a long time now, probably about Thirteen years or so there. But um, I, I reckon the person I wanted to be probably be Andy Booth, who's in Huddersfield. Hero you've probably never heard of in your
0: life. I haven't, mate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, opinion on the football then when it comes to Huddersfield, mate? With you sticking by him and basically you're, you're a bit of a veteran when it comes to the footy now, then. Yeah,
1: we first actually. We started going to them games because we were playing. There was an after-school club that Uddersfield ran at as junior school. Um, yeah. So Imbra used to go there, and at the end of every term, you would get a free ticket to a game. So we we'd go as dad attackers, and then in the centenary season, they did an offer where it were fifty quid for a kid's season ticket and hundred quid for an adult. So my dad said, "Look, I'll I'll get us some this year, and we'll go." Yeah. And they were in the worst seats possible in the ground. You couldn't see a, a single thing. <laughs> but but uh, we didn't care and we just sort of kept going from them. We we sort of always moved around to wherever the cheapest ones was. Obviously, when my dad was paying them. When yeah. Me and my brother were a bit older and started paying for ourselves. That's when we started um, moving around sort of choosing where to sit. and Obviously, ended
0: up at Premier League. Yeah. Like you said, you're not bothered, mate. You're a kid. No. You're you living the dream, aren't you? No, not at all. Yeah. So, you started playing club rugby in 06, mate? Yeah. So, how how old would you have been then? Uh, i just turned eight. Right, so you're in junior school, aren't right? you? So, yeah. is junior school encouraging you to play sports? sport or are they quite relaxed with sports?
1: Uh, no, they're pretty encouraging. Like I said, there was the after-school club that we went to uh, that the came camp on the Fridays, Friday yeah. afternoons. Um, me and my brother used to go to the actual after-school sort of childcare one Right. Two or three times a week, just due to mum and dad's work, that were normally yeah. sort of a, a Thursday and a Friday, and they were always getting us doing stuff there. They were a big field that, whenever the weather let us at dinner times, you'd be out playing football. Um, yeah. and we had a we had a school football team, and I think it was year four to six. So, so, they were pretty good with it, but it was
0: probably pretty much just, just football. Yeah, the round ball, mate. So, what position did you play?
1: Uh I started as a striker. Yeah. Um but then I ended up playing everywhere as got older and I end up being a bit bigger than everyone else. So and I were playing sort of once every couple of weeks playing, 'cause I was playing rugby the rest of the time. Uh right. they just sort of looked me in at centre half and
0: just telling me to just
1: bully the strikers pretty much. Yeah, with the
0: ball in the air, mate. <laughs> so with with you saying football predominantly dominated your area, mate, was the so, like, down here, I'm from Witness, like, down here, they have, like a, like, a town team, we call it. I don't think they have them now, but... They, so, your school had send you in year six, I think it was. So, your school had send you to a trial and all the other schools sent them and you you's got put in, like, random teams and had a two-day a two trial and got picked. Was there anything like that for yous up there?
1: Uh, Yeah, it was a bit different for us, though. It was a bit later on, I think it would it would have been sort of year seven, and eight time. Okay. Um, And so we were, the symbol of the school um, got sent a letter saying, anyone you'd like to nominate to go, and it was called service area over here. Yeah, yeah it was down there after so it, year six. It was service area then, mate. So they did that, you got yeah. tri- go to a trial, and then uh, I didn't get picked for that. But with us, because um uh, it's pretty strong for rugby. Yeah. There were a lot of people who got put forward for it and a lot of people got picked for it. So it was it was basically just a six week training um sort of like not training camp. Like a schedule. There were one session a week for six weeks that you went to yeah. and there were about fifty lads there. So you but you were split up into loads of groups doing drills and then Yeah. Pretty big then Yeah, about three games going on at end but we never actually had one against a Leeds or a Castleford or anything like that.
0: Okay, mate. So before your high school stuff, did, you, did was school something you enjoyed and how did you find the transition from junior school to high school?
1: Um, the transition was fine, as far as I can remember. I can't really remember having any problems or yeah. being that bothered about it, but School were a bit sort of I miss some things I love like standard PE and every and odd lesson in other subjects and yeah and a lot of the time I just get just bored with it <laughs> to be honest yeah. and uh, just like having a laugh and that and sometimes get a little bit distracted talking but That's I'd, it, I'd so get, it was more social for
0: you than me yeah yeah
1: I'd, yeah I rec- I did alright with my sort of grades that I came out with but. I could have probably done a little bit more if I'd have been a little bit more bothered about it. To be, to be honest, yeah. I was just, I just liked having
0: a bit of a laugh on that. Yeah, it's hindsight, mate. Yeah, we all think we know better than our mates, don't we? Uh, yeah. So, how how was the standard of the club rugby at this point compared to school rugby? Uh,
1: it would completely different for where I'm
0: from. Cause like I said we're from Osset.
1: and yeah. It, Aussie, it's a little town and um, it's all football, basically. Right. Just, no one really plays rugby. There's, yeah. There is a rugby league club, but they sort of have a team for a couple of years and they don't and then they have one again and it's not sort of a big thing. Yeah. Um, so, I remember my brother were three years old so we were there before because they, they had a rugby team but it Rugby Union. and My, br- my brother finally got on to put in rugby league pitch uh, up on the field and start playing rugby league but then when I got there basically there was no one else in my year who played rugby so (laughs) and our coach the school coach he'd just come to the school he's from Birmingham he didn't have a clue about anything to do with rugby so we'd literally be the day before a game he'd be walking around classrooms going right have you got good football team, right? Have you got your boots? Yeah, right. You're on bus. You're playing rugby later, yeah. dragging them all out of school, and then we'd be on the bus, and he'd get me down to the front, and he'd be making me draw out a pitch and writing where people should stand in defence and in attack and off kickoffs and everything. It worked. But every half kid, not it? Yeah, it
0: was. It was a bit of a mess, to be honest with you, but it was, yeah. it was a good laugh. So. Sure. Um, how did you find club rugby? Then was that like a breath of fresh air? For you that other p- kids half knew what they were doing, like you, and you could just be a player instead of a player, a coach, a team manager, and yeah, yeah, we had yeah, yeah
1: we had a few, we had a few half decent players to be honest with you, and so we sort of got by, and then it depends sort of what the rest of the team were, how we went. because Sometimes we'd we'd have. We always had four or five decent players, and the rest of the time we'd have some good players that come, but then they'd leave after a year just because they couldn't be bothered or they wanted to do something else. So yeah. we'd we'd go through years where we were sort of in the top division, and then other years
0: where we'd be end up in
1: the third division. It were, but I, I had a good laugh and I got on well, lads. So yeah, I, I just enjoyed it for that.
0: Fair enough. Was you ever approached by other clubs, mate, to to move to them while that was happening? Uh, no, I no, mate, not no. Right, so what other representative opportunities come across at school, mate? Was it, was it just service area and not getting in that year? Did that ever put you off, mate? Or was it just genuinely enjoying rugby and whatever come, come?
1: Yeah, just, so I was just playing rugby to play rugby at that point.
0: I was and having a laugh at my mates. I didn't really yeah. think of anything else at that point. Because most kids, mate, you know, you know yourself. It, it take it real to heart, don't they? And yeah. did walk away from the game, but you, you've stuck at it as we'll find out. So, yeah, place, yeah. So, if you're coming, you're coming to the back end of school, mate. What opportunities are you for you for leaving school, and what were you looking at doing? Um,
1: well, to be fair, the only thing I actually looked at doing was the, the course I did at college because my brother had done it, so I sort of knew what it were about and I'd, I'd seen how well he'd done and the opportunities he'd got from it and I just thought that's what I want to do so yeah, when we're getting towards the end I was sort of like I knew what course I wanted to do I knew exactly what grades I needed to get there so as long as I got that
0: I, I will not bothered about anything really Right and just talk us through that what that was mate and the process of signing up for college and what you had to go through to get into college
1: So the, the course was called Sports Performance and Excellence and um, basically it was it were almost a bit like an academy that they were running. So you'd you get there in the morning and you train straight away. You do like a field session, right? Then you go and you do, um, basically a sports A level through the day, um, but the B Tech equivalent. And then at the end of the day, you do some weights, and that's sitting on a Wednesday. Every Wednesday you had a game, so it was right. basically like you were getting the academy sort of setup thing without actually being an academy. Okay. Uh, but he was coached by Mark Applegaff who's now the head of youth at Wakefield yeah. uh, James Ford who's obviously now York's head coach so yeah. the, I knew the coaches were good and my brother had done it before and they'd won the National the national Cup when he was there and there'd been a few players from his team that had gone on to play for Wakefield Academy Bradford Academy and stuff like that Yeah. and then there were a couple who were a bit older than him as well who actually played Super League as well at some point for a couple of games so so I decided that
0: as the pathway, really. And was, so was that something that opened your eyes that you'd think if an opportunity come, it's something I'd definitely want to do? Because it's yeah. one thing thinking you want to do it, mate, when you don't really... Obviously, you had your brother doing it and that, but say you didn't, and you didn't know what that environment was like, everyone thinks they could do it and want to do it, don't they? But you're having that taste now. Is that something you wanted to kick on with? Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I was sort of... There were no real job that I was coming out of school thinking, oh, I'll do that. And so I, I thought, right, I'll just have a go at seeing where I can get with this. And I thought, if it if it ends up being something that I build slowly through, playing, I have to play League One for a couple of years and Championship yeah. and go like that, then I'll just go that way if I have to. So that that was sort of what I was thinking. Right, so just
0: talk us through what happened
1: then, mate, and how the approach come. So they were at the end of the first year at college and I'd, I'd had a broken ankle so I'd not played I'd missed a chunk of the season at college so I'd not played that much um, as club team I'd basically folded at the start of the year at because there weren't enough players anymore at mm. so like that age where people go right I ain't got, I ain't got an academy contract I'm, sh- I'm stopping playing that was sort of like what happens Yeah. Um, so it got to the end it the year not played too much so I'd, I spoke to a few lads and started playing at Alton Alton Raiders Oh yeah. Um, but the, the gym, the gym at college is quite nice and uh, good quality gym. And I trained a lot with Mark Apagaf in the gym, so I would just basically I would go in in the week and and doing a couple of weight sessions with him. So I played. He texted me on the Monday afternoon. and he said, oh, how'd, you, "How'd you get on for Alton yesterday?" So I said, oh, "I scored an act trick." Um, I'm still in right foot gym tomorrow. And he didn't reply. Like he opened it and didn't reply. Yeah. and then uh, like a couple of hours later he rang me and said oh, what's your plans for tomorrow I said well I ain't got any I'll wait for you to reply to come and use gym and then I'll work out <laughs> what I'm doing yeah. and he went oh well can you get your sent at Wake Ground I went tomorrow yeah why and he was like well uh, I've just got to Ryan Hudson and uh, you've got a trial there starting tomorrow at Academy and I'm like Jesus he'd, he'd been speaking all year basically saying oh, I've been speaking to Ryan Hudson trying to get you a trial Yeah. Um, and he'd just not really been having it. And I think they had like a player shot. Yeah, I think Mash just rang me and said, look, do you, want, do, you want, do you want him to come on trial or not? Because he, he scored naturally yesterday. He's doing all this. So just come and get him on a trial and see what you think of him. So I think I went. that was a Tuesday, I think it was. Um, so we just happened uh, that quick, mate, yeah? Yeah, on the Tuesday. And then, so I went and trained on the Tuesday. Wednesday, the Wednesday we had off and then they were training again on the Thursday, I think, and I remember going, Oh, I go in a bit earlier, I'll get some dinner in town on my way in, so I'm not late. Yeah, and I was just walking about working. Then Ryan Hudson started ringing me and he went, Where are you right now? And I went, oh, I'm just getting some dinner on my way in. Have I got time wrong? I'm, I'm late or something. And he went, No, don't care. Turn around, go home, get your passport, get your national insurance number, come in. We need to sign you on because you're playing on Saturday. And I went, <laughs> well, I don't think I've got time. And he went, he went, I don't care. I don't care if you miss the whole session. Just bring your stuff in later. You're getting signed on. You're playing on Saturday. And then, so I signed the trial that day. Started on the Saturday against London. Scored two. And then played another three games and scored in all of them. So, he would he were out of nowhere. It was
0: like a whirlwind. Yeah. So, do you think that was a bit of a blessing that you didn't get chance to think about it, really? Uh. Probably, probably you're quite way yeah. back anyway. Could you sound chilled about it, mate? To be first, you?
1: Yeah, I am. I am pretty chilled. It would, but um, obviously being a worky fan and from going from having nothing to being straight on a trial, it it was like a big thing it did sort of take me back. Going, oh, Jesus Christ! But yeah. I'm I'm pretty chilled about things anyway. I think I'd have I'd have probably had to think about it and just calm myself down anyway.
0: Yeah, and then went in, went in like Don won. <laughs> yeah. So who who goes with you to sign that deal, mate? And is it you and your dad? Is it you and your brother? Uh, well, is... so the,
1: the trial thing we're literally just doing no money or anything. So I just went and signed yeah. that, and then they didn't know because it was 2015, so it was the year when basically Whitfield were awful and they were in the million pound game against Bradford. Yeah. So they literally said, "Look, we want you." we don't know what's happening next year, so sign this deal for the academy, and then we're working for an out at a later date, cause were like Cause if we go down, half the academy might be first team. If yeah. not, then we'll know as budget. So I signed, then I went I had to go and sign, because I was still 17, my mum came in with me, I'd signed, yeah. that were 50 quid a game for the academy season. Right. And then, they won the million pound game, so they came up me months later and said, look, we'll, we'll, we'll sort your proper deal out now, but uh, Brian Smith had come in so they were like they've thrown as much budget into the first team to try and make him successful as possible Yeah, so, like, this is literally all we've got left so then I signed for Academy on for one and a half grand for a year right? and that were it um, and then a couple of months after that I got pulled into the first team and then, and then they asked me to go and sort a of first team deal out and I didn't have an agent or anything and yeah. they said oh I met him at a game, Michael, upstairs, and he said, oh, there's there's an agent downstairs who've, um, who I know is really good. And I were a bit like, I don't know if this is set up or if it's just coincidence that there's an agent downstairs. Yeah. Like, so I was just like, oh, I'll just come in with my dad. And
0: we went in and got it sorted pretty much straight away. So, but, and, and to be fair to you, mate, for a young lad, you clicked onto that straight away and you've stuck by your own little intuition and gone in with yeah. your dad. 'Cause anyone under a little bit of pressure would have said, Oh, you know, go with him. Yeah.
1: Next
0: minute he's taking a good chunk of your contract. Yeah. In it. So at least you stuck up for yourself and that, mate, for play to you. So what uh, so this the ankle injury, mate, was college helping you a little bit with the rehab was the or was you just yeah, left yeah. to sort it on your own? Because it's a big injury for a young lad, isn't it? Yeah, no that they were great. I would um
1: So like I said, it were before it was a field session in the morning and a the afternoon. Yeah, so I was basically going in on the morning and doing, uh, sort of like a rehab session with the because they had they got a full, strength and conditioning um, but a person there whose job it was to do it. Andy were a tutor as well. Elm he was the York SNC, been in a couple of the clubs. I think he's now literally at Lee uni, so right. he knew his stuff as well. So he were he were looking after it and getting that strengthened, and then obviously I were. My mum and dad were taking me to see a, a physio in sandal as well, which were getting that sorted as well. So I yeah. didn't have any issues when I came back, and I hadn't since. Yeah.
0: So how how would you been with injuries up until then, mate?
1: I'd had I'd had my fair share like, growing up, but I'd I'd never really had a a big one. It were always sort of like the ones that you get as a kid where you sprain a ligament or yeah,
0: bruise a, a, yeah. a bone. I'd, I'd I'd not really had a any bad ones until then no right so what do you remember about your first start then mate that first game and, and how was it getting so it was London away was it so how yeah, was it getting academy, on yeah. the bus or the train and are you sat there relishing the opportunity do, do you get nervous before the game how are you before the game and what do you remember about that day
1: Uh I don't get nervous but I remember how well then there was, right. obviously we were academy so well, there were a lad who was a year above me at school called Ben Cornell and he lived around the corner so he put, picked me up and took me so I didn't change room and they were him that I knew and I'd known Jordy Carrava from when I'd been about eight or nine Yeah. so like, I had them two around me and change room so that, that was pretty calm and I remember being nervous sort of the first couple of minutes and then I scored, I scored after about five minutes and it just completely settled everything and I chilled does. out from then
0: yeah how, how did you celebrate mate was you chilled or was it ball in the air or what yeah I think I just got up and <laughs> built as ball in the line to air as possible class so do you remember much about your first first team game uh, yeah I remember and the week building up mate because he would have to have pulled you aside I guess and... well it, it
1: was a bit of a weird one because I were, I was away with the England Academy and yeah. so I had an agent at this point and he spoke to me right over there and the the day before we went I nearly played the night before we went. I was the eighteenth man but there were a big chance I was gonna play. Um but they said no we we'll just love, we'll let you go on tour. They spoke to me on tour and said oh if you'd have been back you'd have been playing at the moment because they got loads of injuries. Right. And so I think I landed on the I landed on a Tuesday and I meant to have the rest of the week off as part of the plan for like coming back. Yeah. Um and I landed and I got home and then uh, Chris Chester rang me and said oh I'm just checking you've landed back how's it gone he was talking he said oh would you be able to come in training tomorrow I went don't worry you won't be doing too much We just, I want to make sure you, everything's alright check your body over you'll do some recovery stuff Yeah, so I said yeah yeah fine so I came in I didn't really do much and then he pulled me and basically like you're playing on Sunday and I was like Jesus so I went home told everyone straight away um and then so I, I had to ask for about forty thousand tickets for all my family. <laughs> to to, yeah. And then we were, I remember I were on the bench and Jason Walton were playing and he his foot went through his boot and his boot ripped after about fifteen or twenty minutes. And for some reason Cheshi was sat on the bench at this point and he's going mad going going, his boot ripped, and just going mad about his boot ripping He went. You know what, I don't care, get him off back. <laughs> and I'm there, and I'm, I'm on like, no money at this point, so my yeah. boots were an absolute mess as well. <laughs> so I'm like, so I was thinking I'd come on like last sort of 15 or 20, so he'd throw yeah. me on, so I, I wasn't nervous because I wasn't thinking about it at that point, so I was just yeah. And I remember after, after about 10 minutes, I went to step off my foot, and my foot went through my boot, and all I'm going in my head is, <laughs> You can't come off, you can't tell them. Yeah. Physio, the scored and physio, I ran around for three sets with my the boot halfway up my shin because it was hanging off. <laughs> and then so then they scored and we we're behind the post. And I'm screaming for physio. Physio came over, I laid down and I'm going put as much physio tape around it as possible. So like I couldn't I had to have it cut off at end of the
0: game because I couldn't take the physio tape off. But I was just like, I'm not coming off. Yeah, not for that anyway. Yeah. So if anyone's listening, you could do with a boot deal, mate. Yeah. <laughs> For all the latest regarding Trot the Egg in, please add John Hetherington on Facebook, at John Heth, H-E-T-H, on Twitter, at Trot the Egg in on Twitter, and Trot underscore D underscore Egg underscore In on Instagram. You've been listening to Trot the Eggin. thanks to our sponsors by Dell Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Trot the egg in and Instagram at Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in.